Welcome to My Turn Podcast, a games podcast hosted by extra competitive siblings. My name's Jem and I'm joined by my littlest, sweetest, cutest little sibling, Oh, oh that's well oh, that's, that's cute. Oh, thank you. Hi, everyone. How are you all doing? Not that <laughs> I can hear back from you, but... I'm just going to assume you're all having the best day ever because you're listening to our podcast and, yes. you know, everyone has the best time when they listen to us. Of course they do. Why wouldn't they? Exactly. Um, that's not us just being narcissists. Uh, we no. appreciate all your listens. Um, also, here in the UK right now, it's so sunny. Yeah. Finally. Do you know what? I swear it's like just all of a sudden switched as well. That It feels like there's not really been an in-between because it was just like... Oh, it's April, weather's crap. Oh, it's May, weather's crap. And then, like, someone's just, like, switched on the light switch. And it's just, like, you know, I can barely keep my shorts on because it's so um, hot at the minute. Well, don't take them off during the recording of this podcast, (laughs) Erin. Why? Because I don't want to see your bum. Well, um, but it's so pretty. (laughs) I saw it enough when you were a little boy. Yeah, but it's Uh, grown since then. I used to run around naked. (laughs) Now it's hairy and a little bit uh, spotty, uh, and maybe gross. I can wipe properly. Who knows? Oh no! <laughs> it's like a mystery. Oversharing. No. <laughs> uh, well, listeners, this is uh, a gaming podcast, but because we're siblings, sometimes uh, we digress into Aram's hairy bum content. Um. <laughs> I feel like that needs to be like a segment or something, and we need to do like a little tune for it, like. Harry bum content. Oh, oh, no, please, no, please, no. We won't have any listeners left. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yes, it, it is very nice sunny weather, and I totally agree with you. We've had no spring. Yeah, it's just gone from really cold weather, like freezing, in fact, a few weeks yeah. ago, to summer. Yeah. Oh, well. uh, what can you do? I mean, I'm happy as long as the sun's shining. This is my kind of weather. Yeah, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah, it just means you don't want to be inside doing work. You just kind of want to sit outside now. True. But we'll do it for you, listeners. We'll do it for you. And we do have two games in store for you today that we're going to review, both um, on the creepy end of the spectrum, I'd say. What game are you going to be talking about today, Erin? Um, I'm going to be talking about Limbo today, actually. Um, so I Classic. spoke about... I spoke about Inside previously, which is like, um, I guess, like the successor to to Limbo. Um, So I've kind of gone backwards. But um, yeah, quite interesting, actually. Okay, save it for the review. Sorry. Yeah, Um, okay, okay, okay. But like, all right, all right, all right. I'll save it. I'll save it it for the review. Uh, So we will be reviewing these games. And I've also got an oldie but a goodie. Um, I'm going to be talking about Alan Wake Remastered. Which, if you listen to our friends over at Hon- Horror, say that again, Horror Hangout, our friends over at Horror Hangout podcast, um, I did a in-depth, I think it was about two hour <laughs> discussion <laughs> with the guys at Horror Hangout podcast about Alan Wake and our feelings towards it. It wasn't a review as such, I'd say it was more of a deep dive. So if you've played the game and if you love the game, and also if you love a horror genre um, mm. content in general, definitely check out Horror Hangout podcast. They're great. They're doing great things. Um, and I appear on one of their Patreon exclusives, which I think is now available in the main 
um stream but yeah go and check those guys out anyway because they're great um but yes this is i've been saving it for a while because i didn't want to mm-hmm. review it twice in close yeah you've close, spoken um, spoken quite a lot about it actually i think like off 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 air off yeah and podcast. on air a bit as well because i love it it's one of yeah. my favorite games um yeah so I guess let's let's do some games reviewing, shall sure. we, Aaron? Yeah. Do you want to go first or shall I go first? I mean, traditionally, I go first. I'm quite happy to go first. Okay, then let's you go first. Okay, so as is tradition on my turn podcast, yep. I'd like you to tell me about the game in a nutshell. Oh. And if go you can on. give me a nut, yeah, a type of nut to go with the game. Well, I don't... Um, or seed. I'll, I'll let you have a seed. A seed? Um, <laughs> apple seeds because they're quite dark and for, they've actually got cyanide in them, I think, or something, or like arsenic. Didn't we, didn't we talk about this last time we did a games review and I said that and said it had arsenic in it and you said it was cyanide or some like oh, i was the okay. wrong way around maybe and you corrected yeah. me <laughs> no i think you said arsenic and i said cyanide all right what is, is it oh fuck i can't remember what i get confused which one is which one they, of them smells like almonds and that's yeah. the one that's in the seeds yeah so that oh, one damn um, poison is there another Basically poisonous poison. seed or I can't think of any poisonous I nuts. think a lot of seeds are poisonous. All right, I'll tell you what. It's a peanut if you've got a peanut allergy. <laughs> <laughs> Very tasty. That took a dark turn. Yes, all right. Okay, got Very it. tasty. But fucking, yeah, deadly as shit. Deadly. Tasty but deadly. All right, okay. So tell yeah. me about the game in the nutshell, in the peanut shell. Then. In a yeah, dead peanut shell. Or, um, so the game... Or, so it is described as a trial and death style game. Because basically you're launched into this very like artistic black and white kind of dream world in which everything wants to kill you. Um, And you have to solve the puzzles like how to not die basically. And you know, I I think literally as soon as we started because I was playing it with my partner... The first thing I said to her was, you're going to die. And she was like, no, I'm not. She tumbled down a cliff and died within like a split second of me <laughs> saying that. And and that's just basically the setup for the entire game. Everything wants to kill you. God knows why. But yeah, just be wary of everything and um, hope for the best. Great. Nice nutshell. So tell me <laughs> what, you know, who's the game by? When did it come out? Oh, so the release date is actually is um, is twenty uh, first of July two thousand and ten. Um, mm-hmm. the, the developers are Playdead, um, mm-hmm. and then it was published by Microsoft Game Studios. It's on pretty much all major platforms. So, like, yeah, X- I think it's on all the yeah. things. I think from like Xbox three hundred and sixty, PlayStation three onwards. Um, yeah. Also including Nintendo Switch, apparently iOS. I don't know. I've not checked on Mac and also on Android as well. Um, so yeah, pretty much available everywhere, and it's a good job that it is um, because I think it is yeah a really cool game. It is actually. a true sort of um, I'd say platform reinvention classic mm. <laughs> that yeah. then went on to inspire a lot of other um, tonal. Um, oh yeah definitely yeah kind of tones of franchise and a more adult approach to platformers i think yeah um yeah great so what was your expectation going into this game well like i said because i'd played inside before i was kind of expecting 
something very similar and I wasn't disappointed at all. In fact, actually, um, it's going to slightly change my view on inside and right. I would okay, like to re-adjust like, what I said about inside because for me, I actually think they're the exact same game. Okay, interesting, interesting. Mm. So um, talk to me about the gameplay then. How does it work? What do you do apart from try not to get killed by everything? I mean, I mean I've played it, it is, as well, but not yeah, all the way through. It is very basic, you know, like left, right, jump over things. You can interact with things like pull. Um, so like your your interaction with the environment, you haven't got a lot of options to do, but mm-hmm. the environment is quite um, diverse. So the way you interact with the environment uh, changes and adapts per like, I guess, level it's not really segmented into levels as such but like it feels it's like an obstacle puzzle- by obstacle yeah, isn't exactly, it from what yeah, i remember that's, yeah that's yeah. a good way of thinking of it yeah you've got i don't know probably about 30 or 40 obstacles in the whole game um and each one is slightly different there will be certain mechanics that um are borrowed from one to the other but yeah the game just evolves with you it just gets progressively more difficult um but yeah, I think the obstacle, I mean, I'll come back to this when we go into what's good, what's bad. But I think the obstacles are, are done in a way that it's not repetitive at all, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. and it is, Is it, it's always a side scroller, right? Yeah, yeah, it's always side scroller. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So it is like an old school kind of 2D-E. Oh, what would you call it? 2.5D, because there is, I guess, depth visually. Yeah, you don't a, really yeah. interact with anything that is in the background as such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I know what you mean. And and talk to me about the sort of style and design of it as well. Style and design. It's just like really... what does it look? What does it look? Yeah, I mean, like? aesthetically, yeah. I think it's it's really well done. I mean, I I, <laughs> I don't want to use the word beautiful, but it definitely has a bit of like a creepiness mm. kind of. I guess like a noir version of like a Tim Burton-y kind of thing. Mm. Um, it's really well done. The use of of just that, is it monochrome? I think is, is yes, the correct Yes, it term. is. It's yeah, just, almost entirely black and white game, yeah, isn't it? It's, yeah, exactly. I think there might Even, be shades of sort of beige in there, maybe <laughs> for highlight, but basically yeah. black and white, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But that really just like um, helps encapsulate the uh, atmosphere that it's trying to create. So I think they've done um, a really good job in terms of the art style and the atmosphere that it all creates. Like it all just, yeah, it's just it feels really, really thoughtful. I think even more so than um, Inside. Like, yeah. yeah, the atmosphere I got from this game was just a lot more gripping. Okay, and, well, yeah, talk intense. to me about the positives then. What really stood out for you as being good about this game? I, <laughs> I didn't hate it. Wow! I actually, I tell you so what, spoilers I really for the inside it. review. Erin yeah. played it, completed it, hated almost every moment oh, of it because God. he found it too horrible. Yeah, it was gross. <laughs> it actually like grossed me out playing it. Whereas this game, no, it didn't really get that impression. To be honest, it was maybe. I don't know actually i don't know because i'm trying to think was it maybe it was a bit more cartoony but it wasn't particularly mm. more cartoony um hmm i'm really did trying it to think feel it i mean i haven't played inside Go i've on. played <clears throat> bits of this and, and yeah. um sort of helped my my um husband play this um did is inside more sort of gratuitous 
by you, what I what I mean by that is is the violence in it. Does it feel like it's just there just to gross you out, or does it feel like it serves a purpose? Whereas in Inside, what from what I remember, it's like the obstacles themselves are dangerous. So mm. when you die trying to get away from something or cross something, mm. it's part of that. I really don't know. I don't know because I haven't played inside. There there is just definitely something about the execution of this game that I just think is is just better than inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said, the atmosphere and things like that and the puzzles, I didn't didn't feel like I was, um, yeah, just completing it for the sake of completing it. Mm. Um, Yeah, I I really don't know what it is, but there is something about this game. And like, I mean, obviously you can tell why it's lauded so highly Mm, because, mm. yeah, as soon as you play it, it's just, yeah, really, really well done game that you just feel you you need to complete. Um, I mean, were the puzzles more satisfying, perhaps? Getting away from... Oh, my God. So, yeah, if you've got arachnophobia, by the way, don't play this game. Yeah, the spider um, bit yeah. is quite... <laughs> Getting away from spiders was quite fun, actually. <laughs> I quite like the spiders uh, bit. I think because... Do you know what, actually? Now thinking about this, there's an element of living creatures, I think, a, a bit more in this game... Um, oh, actually, no, Inside has got living creatures in it as well. I really don't know. <laughs> Uh, maybe it's because it's black and white. <laughs> and yeah, maybe inside that is has it. got a muted palette, yeah. but it has got colour. Yeah, it has got colour. But yeah, this is pretty much all just black and white. Um, and yeah, I think that is just like the massive atmosphere. But like, okay, so let, let's just go back onto the positives anyway. The puzzles are good. They're challenging. Um, mm-hmm. They're quite creative in the ways that they kill you, I think. <laughs> important important yeah. oh absolutely i mean and there is like a bit of i almost find it a bit dark and comical in a way like the way it's quite gross like your head will just fly off kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> i mean i know it's not really meant to be funny but there is like a little bit of like oh god i've done like an inevitable i'm going to die yeah, so it's quite yeah quite absolutely. funny seeing how you die from certain things um yeah, it's a creative use of, of their mechanics. Um, and the world is... This is, again, like going to inside. Like mm. it, it feels like the world changes about halfway through because it feels very much outdoors um, mm-hmm. in like this weird kind of forest. Again, exactly like inside. And then mm. when you come past like a certain middle point, which seems really well defined, like an inside, because there's this epic music. It almost feels like you're at the end. And then you're in some mm. like kind of industrial place. Yeah, because yeah. I remember the sort of circular saws and yes. stuff. Yeah, um, I remember helping Alex with a particularly hard sequence, getting yeah. across all these sort of like rotating death saws. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. There is a bit where like the, the environment actually rotates, so like the yeah. gravitational pull um, changes. So you have to like latch onto things to get over saws and things like that. Yeah. Like things like that, they're quite creative mechanics. Um, Mm. I think are really, really cool. Um, The other thing as well, I really loved the music in this game. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Yeah, I thought it was really, really cool. It just um, really sets the like sets the um, environment and the atmosphere really well. 
And like when things are challenging, you'll notice the music kind of coming in a bit more and it will feel a lot more theatrical and cinematic as well. Um, mm. So they've really, I think they've absolutely hit the nail on the head when it comes to, um, you know, all parts of this game working together to create something which is really, really fantastic and co- completely out of my genre. I, yeah. I would not rush to play a game like this. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. So they've done something very good. Oh, that's good to mm. hear. Yeah, because I know, I know, and and if you listen back um, to Aaron's review of Inside, he <laughs> did. You know, as I said, he got through it, but he did not really enjoy his experience <laughs> um, at all. So it's yeah. really interesting and lovely to hear you appreciate this game in a different mm. way. Maybe, maybe by the end of this review, Aaron, you'll figure out why. Um, but what were there any negatives then for you with this? Um. Not, not anything in particularly bad. Um, mm. I'll look, all right. So like there were, you kind of encounter these other people, like other human people in the game um, who just seem to want to kill you as well. And are like setting some of the traps to, to capture you and uh, kill you. But like once you've seen them, there's no real explanation for who they are and you don't interact with them ever again. And like, that's one thing that I found quite frustrating. And I think um, even in, I think it was the IGN um, review, they said something similar to that, um, that you just have these like living, like living people, but you don't really understand what they're doing. Whereas with inside, you kind of get a bit of an idea of why you're in these kind of like experiments. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ending gives you a different, yeah, it does. Um, I mean, it doesn't. It, it doesn't give you a definite answer, but it kind of it you. It's open to interpretation. And I feel like your interpretation of what's going on kind of completes the story a little bit more. Whereas Limbo just seems a bit like, why were there these random people? I can understand the weird spiders yeah. wanting to kill you, but why a load of other kids trying to kill you? Kind and are of thing? you are you like a little kid? I yeah, remember. I think you it's are like a, a kid. kid right? you, yeah, it seems like a kid. I mean, you don't particularly no because you don't come across any adults yeah. so yeah i'm not yeah. sure what that reference point really would be um but it does feel like it's a kid in a nightmare kind of thing yeah yeah um or, so, yeah. or in limbo in fact yeah in lim- well yeah exactly i mean um another thing that i think they do quite well that kind of sums up the limbo uh theme to the game is actually and i don't know if you noticed this but once you get part like to the end of the industrial bit there's a particular part where the whole game slows down and you go through this kind of barrier and you're back at the beginning so it no feels i like didn't it's an i didn't play loop, that bit um of the game so you, you ah. you're basically back to the beginning so you're like oh is that the end of the game and then it kind of carries on from there. So I think that's that was quite a clever little yeah. touch there because it was just like exactly the same intro. You wake up yeah. like on the floor in the grass, basically. Um, yeah, yeah, so that, that was um, really, really cool. Yeah, thematically, like, mm. I think like, half our family are Roman Catholics, so we should know this, but I'm pretty sure that, like, one of the things is if a child... Um, passes away and they're unbaptized, mm. then they go to limbo or purgatory. Yeah. And so I, wait. it's kind of like, I think that's the thing. So I'm going to have to do all those obstacle courses. Yeah, we both Jesus are. Christ, I'm just going <laughs> to sit there in the grass. Although we're not children, so we might just go to hell. Oh. Oh, yeah. 
it's good well, we're someone's atheist. children <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know hell's got to be better than this because that that place looks scary as yeah that place is scary as <laughs> Um, um, alrighty. So, wait, wait, wait. So, but like bef- oh before we do move on, because now this is where I do want to address inside, and I do kind of want to. I want um, Limbo's negatives. Spoilers for to insides. Be, yeah, ins- insides negatives. They're the same game. They, I okay. think they've literally just used the same formula. You know, you start off exactly the same. Uh, there's the first bit where it's kind of like in a foresty, like, I don't know, urban, is it urban or sub, like, uh, rural, no, no, no. rural, rural, that's it, yeah. kind of, yeah, um, urban area, is like a town. You, yeah, and then you end up going in somewhere that's a bit more urban, then you end up in some kind of industrial, God knows what, it's exactly the same, and I think, um, they could have been a bit more original with that, I think they've really gone with the, this game was a success, oh, let's just kind of, you know, cookie cutter it across the mm. new game. I'm really, yeah, I'm actually really disappointed by it. Even things like when you get to around the middle area, you know how I was talking about the epic music, almost yeah, feeling yeah, like yeah. you're coming to a conclusion, but then the game carries on. Exactly the same thing. There's like this massive um, sound generator uh, just shooting like this massive force in inside and you have to hide behind metal doors <laughs> to stop it from basically destroying you. Um and there was just something pretty much exactly the same in in uh, Limbo, so I'm I'm quite disappointed by that. So um, I think they could have been a bit more original when it comes to Inside, but that makes me love this game more, though I think because yeah, it's just I think it's done even better in Limbo. So yeah, absolutely massive praise for this game, but it does slightly knock my impressions of the other one. Unfortunately. Interesting. Because mm. I thought um, when you sort of referenced it at the beginning, you were going to say it meant that you liked Inside more looking back at it. But actually, it's the other way. No, you sort of it's the other it way. Less. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, as I say, I haven't played Inside at all. I've only mm. played bits of Limbo. So I've got no reference point for that. But um, that's a really interesting point. And I think you find that with certain um, developers, especially you know, mm. following a first release with a game like this, they kind of, yeah, reinvented the mould a bit with with this sort of very creepy, atmospheric, targeted at adults mm. um, puzzle platformer. Um, and so, yeah, maybe, maybe there was a, a thing of like a pressure to make something similar maybe um, i don't i don't know it's a, it's a question to ask those devs um but how do you think it's held up as a game that came out in 2010 yeah i don't think it's it's aged in any particular like negative way to be honest it still looks graphically great i mean it helps that it's an indie game and not like um you know triple a yeah. massive massive game where those kind of graphics yeah like date. skin realism really yeah. um which i'll talk about a little bit in my yeah. game <laughs> yeah exactly it's a, it, it it's benefited i think from the art style as well um mm. it's i think it will be ageless i think you'll play this in 30 years time and it will still hold up in terms of like graphics and stuff like that uh, yeah definitely and in terms of atmosphere it's, it is it really is a special um and i think a bit of a classic indie game now and i think yeah We'll be talking about this for many, many years to come. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. So it's, you know, it, it sounds like it totally deserves the accolades that it got. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything of note, any extra 
details that you wanted to tell our listeners about before we move on to ratings and yeah okay recommendations yeah i mean it, it it's a game that like i suggest you know if you don't want to spend a lot of time playing a game but want something really satisfying this is like definitely the kind of game that you can go for. What was your um, go on. Uh, time to beat on this? Like how long did it take you to beat the oh game? Oh, God, do you know what? I don't actually know. We we played it across, I think, two days. Um, and okay. I think it was about... What did you play on? Oh, we were on... Oh, we were on Switch, actually. Okay. I was going to say PlayStation 4, but no, it was my partner's Switch that we were playing on. Um, yeah, I, it took us a couple of days, basically, to finish. So I'd say sub 10 hours, probably less than that, to be honest. Um yeah, it's not it's not nice. a long game, but a very satisfying game. Um, the other thing I, I would say is that it's probably not something you're going to play multiple times because once mm-hmm. you've done the puzzles, you've done the puzzles. Once you know the kind of I don't know whether you call it a story, the theme of what actually happens at the end, you know that like, yeah. that there's not really anything additional to go back to. But I don't think that's that's the the point of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you're into creepy games without it being like, um, oh no, I'm so scared there's a zombie in my brain. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like jump scare stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and it's something that just gives you that weird, oh, like tingling, nasty sensation. On like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, then this game absolutely, yeah, does does that. And I guess I guess what I'm saying is actually kind of a bit of um, going into our recommendations, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, anyone who's into um, indie games wants a quick game um, and wants something that is really, really special and to experience something that has been, yeah, lauded with loads of uh, praise, yeah, definitely check this out. It's well worth it. And even coming from a background uh, and... Um, someone who doesn't like the style of like, I guess it's a puzzle platform game at its mm. essence, isn't it? But just yeah, a very dark I'd say one. So. Yeah. Like I hate puzzles, but this was wicked. So. Well, that's really, encouraging. Really so yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd recommend it to people who aren't like, yeah. just who oh, aren't yeah, yeah, yeah. turned on by puzzles. Yeah. Um, it's as not, long as they yeah, like I this mean, dark, creepy atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. And it's not too long that it becomes frustrating and a bit laborious. Um, yeah, I'd recommend it for everyone. Do you know what? Even kids, if you don't like the kids and you want to give them <laughs> like, yeah, if someone's please, misbehaved, um, just be like, go on, Timmy. Parents, you, carers, you older Linda, siblings, Linda. pay attention to the Peggy rating on this. Uh, <laughs> don't recommend it for uh, ages younger than that unless you are supervising them. Um, it's a bit, it is a bit nasty. Uh, <laughs> cool, so that brings us nicely onto your rating. Out of 10, Erin, what do you give Limbo? I mean, I could easily... It can't be a 10 out of 10. It literally needs to be a perfect game. But I'd say, like, 9, bordering on 9.5. You could give it, it a 10 is, if you wanted no, to, if it's a perfect no, game. No, I think... I Have I given something a 10? Did I give The I Witcher don't, a 10? Did you give what a 10? The Witcher. I think that's I the only I don't think you game. ever did a full review of The oh. Witcher, did you? Why not? Or maybe you did. Oh, oh no, you must have done. You must have done. You probably did give it a 10. Oh, my God. If I've not done that, like, I absolutely uh, You've talked about that. it loads on the podcast, yeah, but I don't Geralt remember if Rivio you reviewed so it. I want him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay. I mean, well, I can't disagree with that. That would be amazing. Um, um, okay, okay, so you've given it a nine. Uh, yeah, a re- like, a really, really solid nine, actually. Um, okay really did not expect to give it that but hey ho i'm all for pleasant surprises 
Yay! Happy time. I know, right? We need like some sort of like. Da-da! Da-da! Music there. So, um, I guess we're over to you now. So this, yeah. Uh, yeah, this game that you've been talking about for a while, Alan Wake. Can you tell us about that one, please? Um, Sorry, so I should say Alan... nutshell. Not sure. <laughs> Very important. Do you know what? I haven't thought about this. I need hmm. to, we need like, a, I'm going to have to like get a chart of nuts. Because yeah, my oh, knowledge do you know what? of not, nuts isn't that good, but like. Yeah, I've I've got a list here in front of me. Have I've you? cheated. Yeah. I've got a, oh my God. A list of nuts in front of me. I'm actually going to put this in a pecan nut. Okay. Or peca- pecan, as some people call it. Mm. Um, because a pecan nuts are my favourite nuts. And Alan Wake, sorry, spoiler ahead of my review, one of my favourite games. No way. Yes. No, so, in a nutshell, uh, Alan Wake is described as an accident action adventure game. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, it's a bit more of a survival horror, but whatever Remedy Entertainment, you can call it what you like. Uh, it's from Remedy Entertainment, initially released in May 2020. Uh, the remastered version, which is what I'm reviewing today, uh, was released in October 2021. Um, and it follows the slightly disturbing adventures of author, Stephen King-esque author Alan Wake, as his world is turned upside down on a visit to Bright Falls, which is um, a place that he goes to in order to get his, uh, to have have a holiday, but also to get his writer's block unblocked. Um, And that's kind of where you start the story. So, yeah. Okay, brilliant. I mean... It sounds Just quite adjusting my mic already. <laughs> my mic's got a life of its own, which is quite fitting for this game. <laughs> it's my mic is just, just jumped up. up. <laughs> yeah, it just moved. Uh, quite oh. fitting for this game because it is it is very creepy. Okay. Oh, hang on. Let's let's try and readjust this mic. So apologies, listeners. <laughs> so while you're fiddling with your mic, um, what were your expectations then sounds going rude. into this game? I know it was. It was meant to be. <laughs> Um, so I played the original um, which was oh yeah and I should say it's available on all the things pretty much and it's coming to the remastered version of Alan Wake is coming to Nintendo Switch very soon I believe in the next month or so Um, so oh in autumn autumn 2022 uh, it will also be coming to Nintendo Switch which will be interesting um, yeah. But I played this originally in 20, 2010 when it came out. Yeah. It's funny, we've both got 2010 games. What a coincidence, eh? It was, it was a good year for games. It was actually a pretty good year for games, yeah. if you look back. Um, and I remember loving it. I played it on Xbox 360 at the time. I remember loving it, but being a bit too scared to maybe complete mm-hmm. it or really not being the kind of in the state of life where I was at home much I was going out quite a lot maybe drinking quite a lot partying quite a lot think I was single at the time so you know you know less um, interested in well less interested in being indoors with my Xbox and my housemate Um, me and my housemate uh, Tim who's often on the podcast as well you mean our our adopted brother our adopted brother exactly 
Um, so yeah, I just remember loving it and I think I got about halfway through. Mm. So it's a fairly short game. You can beat the game in about 12 hours mm-hmm. and um, it's split into six chapters, which is quite fitting because it's about an author. Mm. So I think I probably previously got up to chapter three. So in terms of expectation, I knew roughly what the game was about yeah. already. And the first time I played it, I had zero expectations of it at all because I didn't really play grown-up games in those days I was more you know you and I as we've talked about before on the podcast grew up playing Nintendo games yeah Um, so the idea of playing a kind of first person very narrative heavy Mm. game or a third even a third person as this is narrative heavy game um it wasn't something you really got much in Nintendo. It was a lot more about the worlds, the characters, the magic, um, and also a lot of uh, local co-op games we used to play with Nintendos. Um, so, yeah, it was like a... is one of my first sort of grown-up games, I'd say. Yeah. That I, that I actually played. So, yeah, going into this one, I knew that I loved... The, the first iteration of it, I knew that the story had stayed with me, which is something that Remedy are really good at. Remedy mm. create really immersive worlds and characters that you care about. Um, so, yeah, I was really keen to get back into the story and actually finish it and see it through. And I'm, I'm a braver gamer now. Um, <laughs> things used to scare me a lot more. And I think since getting through the whole of Resident Evil Village, yeah. <laughs> because previously I couldn't play games with zombies in, if they, especially oh, no. if they were first person. Yeah. Um, I could just about third person it, but not first person. And uh, yeah, getting through Resident Evil Village, I think, made me a braver gamer. Um, braver gamer. And yeah, going like back to Alan Wake, I was determined to get through it. Yeah. Oh, nice one. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess like, well, once you got into the game, like, what's what's good about it? What does it do really well then? Oh, it's brilliant. So uh, Alan Wake is, as I said, he's a writer. He's a yeah. successful thriller writer um, who, it transpires, has a drinking problem and uh, hasn't been able to write anything in two years, has a slightly tempestuous relationship with his wife. Um, and so she sort of semi-tricks him into going on holiday to Bright Falls. Um, yeah. But when he gets there, he realises that she's organised this sort of like therapy with this creative therapist, like this therapist that specialises in um, creative practice and problems with artists and mm. uh, creative blocks and things like that. So immediately he's like betrayed. He's oh, like, oh my. my God, oh my God, Alice. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's like, and he's a really... He's kind of an amazing but also unlikable character at the top. He's just a bit of an arsehole. (laughs) (laughs) He's really famous. He turns up at this place. Everyone knows who he is and, like, people want a photo with him and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, God. Can't be bothered. And he's got this agent who keeps ringing him to see Barry, who I'll mention a lot, who keeps ringing him. He's like, how's it going with the book, Alan? And this is all in the beginning, right? Mm. So you get this really lovely context of who the characters are, what his problem is, and where he is being this new place. Mm. Um, and this location's really interesting. It's very beautiful. Um, there, It's a kind of... I think it's America, but it looks like Canada. It's one of those places... So what, like Northern it, America kind of area? It, it, yeah. it either is Canada or it's that bit of America that might as well be Canada in yeah. terms of the landscape. Um 
yeah, it's very sort of like lots of pine forests and big lakes and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's an old mining town. And uh, very quickly, things go wrong. So you mm. go from this sort of like journey into Bright Falls. Um, and there's this prologue that sets up the whole story, which I think, and I'm mentioning this as a positive because it really sets the tone for the whole mm-hmm. story, where Alan Wake talks about himself, um, references a Stephen King quote right at the top, which I think really sets the tone yeah. of, <laughs> of the whole story. Um, and he, I think I've got the co- quote here, actually. Oh, go on. Yeah, yeah, read it out. Nightmares exist out of logic. And there's little fun to be had in explanations. They're antithetical to the poetry of fear. <laughs> and Great it's accent. Like, Great literally, impression. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there was a bad accent. But Alan Wake talks like that the whole way through and he narrates yeah. how he feels and what's going on. But basically, he turns up this place, as I've explained, but very quickly things go wrong. He has this dream where he's like killed someone in a car crash and then he wakes up and it was like all a dream. But during that dream sequence, he's got to like get to the light. Mm-hmm. And this becomes a theme for the game. So the theme is um, like the darkness is danger. And that's where all these sort of evil forces come into into their powers. And uh, the light is where you're safe. And you spend oh, right. so much of the game chasing any light you can get. Um, and everything just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. And the beauty of the game is you don't know, you're with Alan, like Alan's your protagonist and he's running around in this third person game and you don't know anything that Alan doesn't know, which I really like. So as a player, you are very much on the journey of discovery with him. Like what the hell is going on in this place? Um, And so you go from thinking this guy's a bit of an arsehole to just like really getting on board with him because he realises he's been a total twat to his wife. Yeah. But his wife goes missing. And again, this isn't a spoiler. It's like right at the top of the game. I was going to say, what happens to the other people? Are they they all um, like dispatched off quite early or... Like, no, so his wife goes missing early yeah. on. So he spends the bulk of the game looking for his wife and people keep telling him that his wife has died and that he just mm-hmm. doesn't remember. Yeah. And his not remembering is like PTSD. And he's like, no, I, I can't accept that. She's not dead. Like she she fell in the water, but she's not dead. Like I don't remember her dying. There was no cut. And they keep telling him like she's died. And yeah, it's really interesting. And then Barry, who I mentioned before, his agent is like the best sidekick character that you ever get in any narrative game like he is so wonderful like oh, right. i love barry so much <laughs> what, what makes he's him wonderful? just so adorable he's like a new york writing agent yeah he's he's the only person that alan can trust in this town because everyone is being influenced by these dark mm. forces and he's such a buddy like it, it becomes a sort of buddy movie <laughs> in this sort of oh. horror game <laughs> it's oh. really he's just adorable it's really hard to describe why yeah but so yeah i keep getting diverted because i love this game so much. but essentially the positives are i'd say number one the story is excellent it's really good it's engaging it's gripping and i love the way that the game uses the idea of literary chapters so even if you go into the menu just going up and down the menu selections it sounds like a typewriter yeah. So it's got that feeling of a sort of old fashioned 
writer and yeah. there, there's a point in the game where you're sort of shut in the room with a typewriter and someone's trying to force you to write so it's kind of got that oh a bit of misery in there yeah uh, exactly yeah a little bit of that yeah yeah yeah. there's a little bit of that vibe um the atmosphere as you said with limbo is really unsettling mm. um but also the moments that you have in the light when you're in the little town um, when it's daytime, which get less and less and less as you progress through the chapters, oh, no. um, are really gorgeous and bright, yeah. and the characters are all really chipper and like, oh hey, Mister Wake, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's um, it's a really lovely setting because it's so beautiful in the light and then so sinister in the dark because oh, really? you've got so much wilderness around you. Yeah. There's an old mine. There's lots of mountains and hills and country roads. Um, it's a really, really beautiful setting. So that's another strength. Um, and also it's it's a game that is satisfyingly and sometimes frustrating, but satisfyingly difficult. Yeah. Um, it the, the, <laughs> the difficulty accelerates like massively at a point in the game. And you you only have sort of two weapon options, mm-hmm. which is your torch. Your torch is really important and your best friend and then an array of guns yeah. and you can only use one at a time. So whatever you've, yeah, whatever you've got, you can swatch switch between, um, I think two types of guns in your hand, but like you'll have, you'll have a, usually a pistol and then either a shotgun or a rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of weapon choices, it's pretty modest Yeah. in terms of combat it's pretty basic, Yeah. but, it, that adds to the difficulty yeah. and um, is, um, makes it really I was satisfying. Ask, is, is there? Um, do you do you need to shoot stuff, or is it a case you? Yeah. Is, is there that kind yeah, of adaptive yeah, yeah, gameplay? Yeah. So what? So what the light does, which is really a great sort of device, is it stuns your enemies because they're covered in darkness. So they're yeah. ne- they're not actually zombies. They feel a bit zombie-like, but they're not zombies. They're people from the town. Yeah. And they're covered in darkness. This darkness is kind of cling to them and and making them do things that they wouldn't normally do it's kind of a dark they're called the taken in the game and it's like a dark presence has sort of possessed Mm. them let's say and you kind of stun them with the light and you can get a powerful torch at one point which is very good you stun them with the light and then you can also melt the darkness off them okay you've got to get all of this sort of dark shadow off of them before you can actually really do them any damage with the gun so you get rid of the darkness and then kill them yeah but there's a certain element of skill to this because as the chapters progress like you start with a manageable amount of enemies and then it becomes like hordes oh no (laughs) there's loads and then also there's poltergeists. So you might get um, a tra- There is a combine harvester sequence, which is one of my favorite gameplay sequences I've ever played, where there is a possessed combine harvester literally trying to kill you, w- surrounded by hordes of the taken. Um, it's really fun. Oh, <laughs> You've got to run away from combine harvester. Um, yeah, there'll be like gates throwing themselves at you and stuff. And so you have to burn the darkness away from mm. those. And, your best friend in this game is the dodge button. Yeah. And you learn very quickly to that this is this is the skill of the game. So you have to get is out to of the know, way of when, know when yeah. to dodge and then know when to attack yeah. and know who to attack in what order. So you die a lot. Like it's so a it bit like inside, yeah. you uh, sorry, not inside, sorry, limbo. You're, yeah, inevitably you're <laughs> yeah, going you to die. die a lot. 
<laughs> yeah, it gets pretty tough. And um, the game is pretty resource light yeah. in some of the, especially in the mid chapters where you don't always have enough batteries for your torch and you definitely don't have enough bullets. So you really have to figure out how to strategically dispatch your enemies. And often the best way is to actually run away from them, to dodge and run. Mm. Um, Another fun thing about this game, Alan, as I said, is a writer and a bit of an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And something I love that they've done in this game is frustrating as a player, but very accurate for his character. He gets out of breath. Instantly. Oh, really? So you can run about three steps at a decent pace and then he starts going, <laughs> God damn, Alan. <laughs> and you're just like, run, Alan! <laughs> you're like, what's wrong with you? It's all those whiskeys. <laughs> but I oh. think it's really good because we're so used to games where, where you can just run central- forever. Yeah, the yeah. central character's like superhuman for yeah. no reason. You know, I, it's fine if the, you know, it's a, you're a Spartan or something. Yeah. But, you know, if you're just a normal person and you somehow can just take out loads of enemies by punching them once and yeah. run for miles without yeah, getting tired. It's got tired. a bit of realism to it, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I do get that sometimes and it does make you a bit more aware that it is a game, actually. But yeah, there's one I'm going to talk about um, hopefully in the future where it does that. But like, there's an underlying reason behind it. So yeah, it's good that it makes you feel... You, you have to be a bit more, I guess... Um, uh, strategic in your use of when to run and ha- like yeah. yeah you have to think I need to go there somewhere like quite close by I can't just like run off into the distance so that's good yeah. that they've um, done that yeah, yeah. And, and one of the things I would say about the game as we maybe move on to slightly more negative things mm. but again it's part of the charm of the game this is a 2010 game that's been remastered yeah. um, and I'll talk about the the remaster aspect um, in a bit but mm-hmm. to talk about the actual gameplay the action is a bit janky. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a bit slow, slower than you want it to be. Um, the gun accuracy, bit jank. Like, it's it's accurate enough. It's a bit janky. This isn't a shooter. Mm. Um, and while Remedy Entertainment are very keen to describe this as an action adventure, it doesn't feel like one because the priority in terms of the game design was never on the action, definitely on mm. the adventure, but it, it really feels like a survival horror. Mm-hmm. And I know why they've come out and said it's an action adventure is because Alan Wake 2 is going to be a survival horror and they want to draw the distinction between the two types of game because I think they're going to lean into the sort of unnerving um, sort of slightly creepier side of Alan Wake, which is there now in the existing game. But there is a lot of enemies in this game, especially in the later chapters, which is why I think they're keen to sort of label this as an action adventure. But honestly, playing this side by side with, I played um, Resident Evil 7 literally right after playing Mm. this. And this is, this feels more of an, a survival horror than Resident Evil yeah. 7 does because of all the action at the end of Resident yeah. Evil 7, which was 100% an action game when you had a machine gun and stuff. Yeah, you yeah. don't have that in this. And also because dodging and running away is so important in this game, I say it feels, and there's no resources. Like you're really, until right at the end of the game when you've got plenty of stuff, you are constantly trying to find things 
every single chapter you wake up with no torch, no gun, no batteries. Oh and so you have to start again, like every chapter. It doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how much you've hoarded in the chapter before. So in that sense, it feels so much more like a survival horror. Yeah. But yeah, going back to the negatives. Um, you can't really remaster the action that much. So the action is what it is. Yeah. And it is, it's stiff, it's stilted. However, this to me makes it more of a skill game because mm. once you just accept that that's how the game is and that it is hard because of that, mm-hmm. you just get your head around it and you treat it like a puzzle. I dodge at yeah. this point. Therefore, I can spin round and shoot at that point. Yeah. I dodge this guy, run. Then just before I get out of breath, I turn around, blast and shoot this guy. Like it just, it becomes a little sequence yeah. that when you die, you're like, okay, but I'll try it in this order this yeah. time. And there was one really hard bit in chapter four where I was like, oh my God, I'm stuck. This is one of those games as well where you pick your difficulty at the beginning and you can't change it halfway through. Oh no. And I just tend to play games on normal. Yeah. So I picked normal and I was like, oh my God, I'm stuck. I haven't got enough torch light. I kept running out of batteries for my torch. I haven't got enough bullets. I kept running out of everything. And I was like, you can't, there's no melee. So once you're out of torch and bullets, you're done. You've just <laughs> no, got to die. No slapping any zombies. There's like, no yeah. slapping. Yeah. The, and you, yeah, there's, there's, and as I said, your stamina is really crap. Oh, <laughs> so no. you can't, you can't run away indefinitely. I guess you could also. But I just played it and played yeah. it. And then did it, and there was like, ah, okay, there, there was a way. I just yeah. was doing it the wrong way. I guess um, kind of going back to what you said about the clunkiness and um, the fact he's an alcoholic, I guess you could kind of spin it in a way. Like, obviously, you're not going to be the most polished, like, you know, James Bond kind of well, guy. exactly. Uh, being able to dodge out of the way. Yeah, you're going to be a bit, uh, what's the word? A bit sluggish because of your Yeah, health. a bit sluggish. Yeah. And that that is the game plan. I, I don't... I don't think it's meant to be quite as sluggish no. as it feels, but it does work. <laughs> yeah. And also they do this lovely thing in Alan Wake where if you time your dodge really well, you get like a little cinematic slow-mo oh, yeah. where like the enemy will be throwing a tomahawk over your head just as you dodge out of the way. And yeah. it's quite satisfying because if you get that little, um, that little cinematic slow-mo, you're like, I dodged at just the right time. Yeah. <laughs> and it just feels really good. So there is a there is a satisfaction to how difficult parts of this game yeah. are. Um and I'd say that is the biggest negative for this version of the game. Yeah. The old version of the game, if you look at it now, the faces are ridiculous. Oh really? They just look ridiculous. Like the the rendering of all of the characters, the skin looks horrible. It's really rubbish. <laughs> but now, I tell you what, they've done such a good job in the remastering. Like Alan Wake now looks almost exactly like the character who voices him. Mm. Sorry, the actor who voices him. Um, they they look really good. Alan Wake's also like weirdly hot. <laughs> Don't tell your husband. Even though he wears, I know he wears boot cut jeans and a uh, a weird sort of tweed blazer with a hoodie underneath. Okay, it's so twenty ten. <laughs> But yeah, they look really good. They do slightly have weird necks, I'd say, in the remaster. Like the necks, necks are a bit too flexible. Well, <laughs> 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 sometimes the head is just like bent over to the side. Yeah, the way that they've they've kind of rendered the necks just look a bit too like they've got like duck like not duck neck like almost like like a 
floppy turkey neck or something. Okay. But it's a it's a minor thing, but their clothes look great, the scenery looks great, the cars look good. So considering this is an old game that's been sort of polished up, yeah. it looks bloody good actually. Um oh, nice. so yeah, negatives wise, that was it. It's just a bit janky on the action. Oh, fantastic. Um so I guess the next thing would be is there anything of of note that really brings you yeah. like anything unique about this game yeah go for it yeah i'm gonna again i just absolutely love this game um i think that the whole game works really well as a package both mm. the atmosphere the sound work um in terms of sound design so things like the typewriter keys as i mentioned on the yeah. on the menu but also just driving guns um the sort of noise that that kicks in when you do your sort of slow-mo dodges all really great really lovely sound design but on top of that this company this um developer Ramsey Entertainment works so well with licensed music they pick the best songs mm-hmm. to drop in at the right point and in Alan Wake, it's something you look forward to. At the end of every chapter, you get rewarded with a song. So you get a piece of licensed music. Oh, wow. Um, and it really, really works. So the the song choice will sort of almost feed into what you've just played through. Yeah. So like you, you get... You get um, Things like uh, Roy Orbison in Dreams is the end of the first chapter. Uh, you get um, a Nick Cave song, ends, uh, oh, wow. Up Jump the Devil. Um, I think that was the end of chapter three. The whole game ends with um, a bit of Bowie. Yeah. It's um, Life on Mars. Um, no, but yeah, Space Odyssey, that's what it's called. Um yeah, so they just use licensed music really well, which I think is something that having played other Remedy games um, is done really well, particularly in Control, which I know I gave a really high score to. <laughs> like, there's a few sequences in that where the way they use licensed music is just outstanding and just levels the game up to 11. Yeah. It's just so good. Um, but yeah, I think this is a game that deserves its reputation yeah. and I wouldn't be put off at all by how old the original kind of core of the game is. Yeah. If you like, it's a sort of surreal um, horror, like as in spooky horror. There's no like blood and gore as such because you're sort of shooting sort of shadow creatures. But it is also quite scary in parts as well because of the atmosphere that it creates. And you're going in and out of what is real and what isn't real, which I think is really great. And Remedy do this other thing in all their games is that they use a third sort of, um, uh, I can't think of words at the moment, like they use a third media. So they use um, like real footage. Mm -hmm. So like, what do you call that? Live action. They use live action within the video game world. So occasionally you'll find a TV or like a security camera and there'll be a video playing. And that is live action, a live action scene that will play out. So like there's a kind of detective story that you kind of see episodes of. Yeah. Um, when you go into certain rooms and there's a TV and the way they do that and it's really cool and there's a thing that's almost like the twilight zone that comes on these TVs and also you find radios in the world when you're exploring mm. 
And if you turn the radio on, it'll be um, a kind of late night radio show hosted by a character that you actually meet in the game. And they're talking about what's happened in Bright Falls and talking about things that you've done. And and it's just really, really well done. And they really blow the world out, even though it's a, it's a, action adventure yeah constraint like you can only go where you can go yeah um it's not an open world but yeah. yeah i think they do a really great job and this is just a remedy thing like they just do a really great job of finding these really interesting worlds and really interesting yeah. characters that you buy yeah oh fantastic yeah. and also i love barry and his god be- god bless barry and his cushy red puffer jacket <laughs> That, oh, that remaster on that puffer jacket, that looked like the coziest puffer jacket. You just wanted to push your face into it and go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like they've done a really good job of remastering it in terms of the graphics then, if they've made it look that good. I mean, looking at the graphics of it, it looks um, like just some images at the minute. It looks really cool. If you it look really at a side by me. side of the remaster in the original, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, Okay, I'll have to give yes. that a look. But it kind of reminds me, it's like got a similar kind of, um, oh, what is that game? The kids we, uh, who end up going to that weird cabin in like the mountains. We've both played it. Yeah, it's another survival horror game. Kids going to a They go like, cabin. yeah, they go they go up into the mountains and... Um, Do you mean Oxenfree? No, not Oxenfree. With the sound thing. No, the one with... uh, Is it Rami Malek in it? Oh, oh my God, Until Dawn. Yeah, Until Dawn. Yes. No, this is way better than that. No, I meant like the characters. Oh, no, I mean in terms of the actual visual of it, like looking at the art style um, of like the environments kind of gives me that same kind of vibe, the way they've made it very dark, very gloomy. Again, because you're in that, it feels like a similar kind of part of the world as well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's really like the nature's so beautiful. I think it's very clever to set set horror or eerie things in beautiful places mm. because it sort of adds to the horror. Mm. Um, yeah, this is yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah, a, um, seems like a really. So, shall I recommend it to some people? Um, sorry. Shall I recommend it to some people? No, don't. <laughs> Keep it as your oh, little secret. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, go for it. Recommendations. Like, who so is this So I'm going to recommend this to... I think it is creepy, so um, please adhere to the Peggy rating suggestion on this. Um, I wouldn't give it I wouldn't give it to tiny children. Also, it's re- it is hard. Um, I would recommend this to anyone who likes survival horror. Um, don't just ignore the fact it's labelled as an action adventure because mm. it really... You know, it isn't. Um, And anyone who has heard about it and is like, "Eh, is it worth going back and playing this one before I play Alan Wake 2? Yes, play it. Mm. Also, if you like any of uh, Remedy's other games, like um, Control uh, or even some of the older stuff, Max Payne, for example, um, you should have played this already. Mm. Just play it. Uh, yeah, if you're going to get annoyed by slightly janky action, get over it. But um, <laughs> or just don't play this. But also, as I said, it totally feeds into skill. I think, and yeah. it's as you said as well, Erin. Like he's he's a he's a alcoholic, unfit writer. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be dodging <laughs> out of the way very uh, smoothly, yeah. are you? Yeah, and just, I'd say, just don't, like, enjoy this game. You can play it a chapter in an hour, hour and a half. Mm. Some of them two hours because of having to die so much sometimes. But, yeah, it's 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 
around a 12 hour, 10 to 12 hour game to beat. It's a really great length. Story's compelling. It's loads of fun. And Alan is like the hero that everyone loves to hate. And I just love it. Brilliant. Can't wait for the second one. Can't wait for the sequel. Brilliant. Yeah, no, it sounds a bit like um, Limbo in that it's just a game that you should just give a go, even if it's not quite your genre. Like, it sounds yeah. like it's the, yeah. the uh, Yeah, the only thing I'd say is given. if you're a bit of a scaredy cat, like I used to be. Well, get over games, it. You it said will it. creep you out. Like, it will creep you out. It is scary. It's yeah. disturbing in parts, but it's not blood and gore. Yeah. And it's not a first person, so you can sort of feel slightly more distanced mm. from from the threats, if you will. Yeah. But yeah, you will die. I mean, <laughs> or play it, on, play it on baby ass mode, like play it on baby easy. Mode. But I think normal is totally, yeah. yeah. If, you want, if you want a satisfying game, you can play it on normal. But once you've completed it, you can play it on like whatever the hard mode, nightmare mode or whatever the hard mode is. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, Go brilliant. back in and try and, I think that just try bring, and beat even more enemies. That brings us uh, nicely to our ratings then. So I... I is this going to be a 10? No, it's not. Oh, I can't. Because it, wait, I, I, wait, it's almost wait. a 10. But it's, it just can't be because of the slightly janky-ass gameplay. Yeah, play, it which, needs to be perfect, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. well, yeah, I'd say so. So it is a 9 out of 10, though. Very good score for me. Yay. 9 out of 10! Um, oh, yeah, brilliant. And, and, and I would say just... I didn't love the uh, DLC. It's fine. that They are more action heavy. That is mm. hordes and hordes and hordes of enemies. But it does extend the story a bit. So if you buy the remastered version, it usually has um, two of the DLCs with it. Um, mm. They're fine. But I think the game itself is what you want. What you want. Yeah. So play that. Yay! Right, fantastic. Thank you so much, Gem. That's lovely. Two very yes, scary, creepy games. Creepy, uh, creepy games, creepy games, yeah. creepy worlds. <laughs> and Barry's puffer jacket. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of My Turn Podcast. Um, you got any plans to play anything next, Aaron? Oh, I'm like quite a way through Dying Light now. So um, very interesting game. Like there's a lot of good. But there's just some very there's something very strange about that game. <laughs> but I'm this is Dying Light Two you're talking yeah, about. Dying yeah, Dying Light Two. I'm really gr- like I'm I'm loving it though. Like it, I think it's a wicked game. But there, there's something not. Do quite you know right. roughly how many hours you've put in? Yeah, God knows. Probably over twenty though. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so you're I've, not that I've, far. It, it, repeatedly, you can get five hundred hours out of this game. Jesus Christ! That's what they said. I mean. Yeah, probably if you're playing it like Grand Theft Auto and like just running around just <laughs> yeah, killing everything. zombies. But like, it's quite satisfying to do to kill a zombie, to be honest. Um, Great. And also jumping around like a lunatic. But yeah, I can't wait to... Um, well, I I think I'm going to give that more time though because I really want oh, the story yeah, yeah, to yeah. develop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're only 20 hours in. Um, I, I think I need to find a couple more short games. Um, there's probably a few that I've played in the past that we could talk about. But yeah, um, yeah, most of my gaming time is just um, absorbed by that in a minute, but yeah. Yeah, fair enough. It. I mean, it's by by all accounts, it's a good fun game. Mm. I've been playing um, uh, Life is Strange True Colours, which I've been wanting to play for a while. That was one of, um, that was often cited as uh, in the top 10 of sort mm. of people's Game of the Year reviews last year. Yep. Um, narrative heavy point and clicky type game with a bit of open exploration in there as well. So yeah, I'm really, um, I'm looking forward to getting to the end. Oh, excuse me. How far through are you of that then? 
About halfway. It's okay. a, it's not too long though. Most narrative games are sort of like five, six yeah. hours, I'd say. Um, which is nice and manageable. And I do I just really enjoy a narrative game and the story's good, the character's good. And I'm so far, I think this is some of the best dialogue I have ever experienced in a game. Brilliant. It's kind of got a drama slant. So yeah, some you know, some heartfelt moments in there, but the dialogue writing is really good and the voice acting is amazing. So I'm enjoying it so far. I always love the sci-fi elements in the Life is Strange games. They're sort of magical realism, basically. So yeah, love it. So I'm looking forward to reviewing that next time. Yeah, can't wait So uh, yeah, please please join us for our our next reviews. And um, also, if you like what you hear, if you want to join our little community of gaming nerds, um, please share this podcast. Yes, Spread please. it among your friends and contacts. Give us a five-star yeah, review. give us really all the stars. Get us up those charts, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the stars. Um, and also, if there's any games, especially shorter games, as Aaron says, that uh, you think we should be checking out and um, that we haven't done so far, uh, give us a give us a recommend and we'll, we'll follow those up. Um thank you all for tuning in and I guess goodbye see you goodbye. on the next one see you next time bye, bye.